Family family Grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. And today's Wonder Chapter comes from Numbers Chapter 14. And as you listen to the word of prayer, my slave, we want to thank you for this wonderful day. want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for always being there for us, Father, where we have gone wrong. Where we have offended you in our thoughts, in our actions, in our words, in what you have done and what you have failed to do. Father, we ask for your mercy, we ask for your pardon, we ask for your forgiveness, that may you bring us back to the right trust to serve you and to glorify you. We call this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. Numbers chapter 14. The people rebel. That night, all the members of the community raised up their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by his word? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, Let's choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell faceward in front of the whole Israelite assembly, gathered them Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If it's the Lord, if, it's, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us to that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of that land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of the meeting of the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will your people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I have performed among them, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. But I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they are. Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard about you and Lord, and with these people that you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have had this report about you will say, the Lord was not able to bring people into the land he promised them on earth, so he slaughtered them into the wilderness. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generations. In accordance with your great love, he forgave the sin of the people just as you pardoned them from the time they left Egypt till now. 
the Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live, and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but disobeyed me and tested me ten times. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on earth to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholehearted, I will bring him into the land where he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out towards the desert along the road to the Red Sea. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness your bodies will fall, every one of you twenty years old or more, who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I saw with lifted hands to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joseph, son, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for you, for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them into the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children will be shepherds for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness, until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know that it is and know what it is what it is like to have me against you. I the Lord have spoken, and I will surely do the things to this whole wicked community which has banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness. Here they will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community to grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and dead of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, survived. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning, they set out for the highest point in the hill country saying now we are ready to go up to the land the lord promised surely we have seen but moses said why are you disobeying the lord's command this will not succeed do not go up because the lord is not with you you will be defeated by your enemies for the amalekites and the canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the lord he will not be with you and you will fall by sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up towards the highest point in the hill country. Though neither Moses nor the ark of the Lord's covenant moved from the camp, then the Amalekites and the Canaanites, who had lived in the hill country, came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Homer. And this 
is where today's wonder chapter ends. So, what message do I have for you from today's wonder chapter? Actually, the first thing that really hit me came from verse 2. All the Israelites grumbled against the Lord and Moses and Aaron, and the whole community said to them, If only we had died in the in Egypt or in this wilderness. Like it really hit me. How many times have you grumbled against the Lord? How many times have you grumbled against the Lord? Sometimes we be going through a lot and we tend to go to res to resort to grumbling. And sometimes we don't only grumble, what else do we do? Verse four. Actually, verse three. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us die by sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Most times we don't stop at grumbling. We can move our next time to question the Lord's decision. Amen. We go ahead to question why some things are happening in our lives. Yet that's not what we are meant to do as Christians. And all these are a sign of awakening faith. If you see yourself grumbling over and over and over every time you're grumbling, every time you're questioning the Lord, that's a sign, that's a call that you need to work on your particular relationship. You need to work on your faith. And then you continue to verse 4. And they say to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Can you imagine? The same people who were crying and rebelling and were all sad in Egypt are now threatening to go back. They've been convinced themselves and they be like, let us get a leader. Let's get someone who will lead us back to Egypt. They want to backtrack. They want to slide back. Yet they have already been set free. And this is like the exact thing that happens to us as Christians. So many times we have been set free already, but we end up backpedaling. We end up backsliding. The Lord wants to set us free, but we always, always backsliding. I just want you to like think about this. They had not even reached where the Lord wanted to put them, but they're already complaining. The Lord didn't promise them an easy journey, but the Lord promised them a land of milk and honey. And by the way, all this is happening because of the bad report that was sent by the people who had been sent to explore the land. They came and gave a false report. And now there's fear among the Israelites. Everyone is fearing. And this is why the devil loves fear. Because it's at that point when we are fearing, at that point when we're in fear, that they can disorganize us totally, properly. And that's why we should always, always try and try 
to desist from fear. We should always be strong in our faith. And now if you read in between there, from verses 5 to 7, you see two of the people that were sent, Caleb and Joshua, they come out and tell people, no, you see, that's actually not what happened. The truth of the matter is that the land that we are in is good. You can't always hide the truth forever. The truth always comes out and it's never too late. That's what the story is telling us. It's never too late for you to come out and say the truth always. We see the people. We see a clear example of Joshua and Caleb that after they lied for the first time with their friends, that inner spirit of the Lord kept on telling them that, hey, what you did is wrong. Please, can you do this? Can you do this? And they came out clean. It's never too late. Let this be an example for you that you can always come out. And I love what they tell the people. Verse 9. Shall I start from verse 8? If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. Yes, they're like, there are strong people there. The cities are fortified, but with the Lord on our team, we will surely have that land. And they continue on to verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. They even assure them one more time that the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. And it's the same thing I want to tell you that in your walk of life, in your journey, wherever that you are going, we shall meet situationships. We shall meet situations. We shall meet a lot of things that will tend to disorganize us. But we should never, ever, ever forget whose team we are on. And we should never, ever underestimate God's power and what God can do. And when you go into verse 11, look, the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? And it's the Lord asking Moses. Imagine everything that the Lord had done for this people, all the signs that he had performed. Imagine. From the very first one, from the plague, from the plagues in Egypt, to splitting the Red Sea, to providing for them manna and quail, to providing for them water in the desert. But because they are so blinded by fear, by F-E-A-R, one of the devil's greatest tools, they cannot see their memory are all brainwashed. And the Lord is asking Moses, how long, what have they not done for these people? Verse 
Verse 12, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I'll make you into a nation greater and stronger than they are. And this is what the Lord is saying. That if you are obedient, that if you are patient enough, that if you believe and if you trust me, that's what I'm going to do for you. I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than what you are fearing. The Lord got you. He got your back. He will always fight for you. When you continue to verse 18, what happens in verse 18? The Lord is slow to anchor, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sins of their parents to the third and fourth generation. We are seeing the characteristics of the Lord that we serve. He is slow to anger, he is abounding in love and is forgiving in sin and rebellion. For all the time that we short, that we have shortcomings, that we fall short of God's glory, do not allow to be confused. Do not go back, get on your knees and pray, ask for forgiveness, for the Lord will surely forgive you. And when you see verse 20, the Lord is talking to Moses. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you have asked. I have forgiven them as you ask. Two messages come across my mind. I have forgiven them because the Lord is a forgiving God, because the Lord always forgives. And the next thing is because you've always asked. The Lord is our provider, He will always provide. There's nothing that is too hard for him. We see Moses asking, pleading that the Lord forgives the Israelites, and he does. What is too big that you cannot ask the Lord? What is that that you think he will not be able to provide for you? What? What is that that you think he cannot do? And when you're reading down, you see Moses telling the Israelites not to go and attack. But they do not listen. They rush. They become impatient. That's I think verse 44 around there. So they go and attack. Yet clearly the Lord had told them not to. They had not listened. And we see them losing miserably. All those who had God lost. That teaches us to listen and wait, trust God's timing and be obedient. Because as much as the rewards for that, there are also consequences for the opposite. Get some time. Read this chapter, Numbers chapter 14. Internalize what do you understand from it. Write to us daily grace with Alan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter daily grace with Alan. Remember the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages.
Make life good. I want to thank for this wonderful day. I want to thank for the gift of life. I want to thank for the gift of provision. I want to thank for always being there for us, Father. I have gone wrong where we have offended you in our thoughts, in our actions, in our words. May you have mercy on us. May you forgive us. And may you look down with pity on us. Father, just as the Israelites today who became very unpatient, who could not wait, who were disobedient and decided to go on, to move on, to try to go a trick without you. Father, we also the consequences. May you always come and be there with us. May you cover us in the precious blood of your son, Jesus Christ. May you always guide us and where we go astray. May you always lead us back to you. We always believe in and trusting in your mighty name. That of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.